In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WABA and One Heart DC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio 105.1 FM, WABA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm director of ministry for WABA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. And folks, hear the word of God as we begin this morning. Would you please, from Micah? What does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? one of our favorite verses here at Good News for the City, but it's also the vision for the Christian Legal Society. CLS is a fellowship of Christians dedicated to serving Jesus Christ through the practice and study of law, the defense of religious freedom and life, and the provision of legal aid to the needy. And we have a couple of guests today to join us to share more about how the society aids those in need and also how attorneys can get involved and help. And of course, guys, if you listen very long, you know the drill. Here to get us started and introduce our guests for today, my good friend, my co-host, my buddy uh, of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bale, Senior Pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia. Hey, buddy, you know what? Can I tell you something? Since I've seen you, man, Ohio State went 1-0, dude. Come on! They did. Long-time listeners of the show know that uh, we're going to show out every once in a while a big OH and expect an I.O. back. But yeah, yeah. Exactly. Hey, Dennis, you know, we've known each other for a good long time now, but uh, little by little from time, I-, I think we learn new things about each other. I don't know if you knew this yes, or not, yes. uh, but way back in the day, we won't talk about how long ago it was, I thought I was going to be an attorney. Actually, my undergrad was in political science. I took the LSAT. I probably could have done better. I thought I was going to go to law school, had all these plans, but God had different plans to send me, as we see often uh, in the ministry. And now I'm a lead pastor at Christian Fellowship Church at Ashburn. And I'm sure there may be some people over my history or right now kind of wish I would have been a lawyer instead of pastor. But nonetheless, I'm exactly (laughs) where God wants me to be. And I'm excited when I get a chance to talk to people who are exactly where God wants them to be as well. And they take and they use the skills and the gifts that God has given them, uh, and they apply them in very real and very practical ways to make a difference for the kingdom. And so we have two guests in studio with us today that are part of the Christian Legal Society that I'm excited to talk to about the ministry that they have making a difference at a public square and in a personal level as well. So let me tell you who they are. First, this is Lakita Biddle. She's the director of attorney ministries. She oversees membership and provides support to attorney chapters nationwide. Prior to joining CLS in March of 2021, she worked in Prince George's County, state's attorney's office. She worked there for over five years, most recently as a prosecutor in the major crimes unit. She's actively involved in her church and serves on a local nonprofit board as well. She is passionate about serving her community, enjoys spending time with her family, as well as her friends. And I think if I got the hint properly, pre-show recording. I think she has a status change coming up, not from lawyer to something else, but maybe getting married. Maybe I 
Maybe I heard that heard that wrong. That was a little prophetic. A little prophetic. <laughs> I was just, so, I'm so just saying my if, last if name. If that man is listening, I love that. I love coming, that. My apologies, please. <laughs> yes. So also in studio with us is Ken Liu. He's the director of the Christian Legal Society's Christian Legal Aid Program, in which he helps to start new Christian legal aid clinics and provide support for a network of over 65 Christian legal aid clinics around the country. He volunteers with Good Samaritan Advocates, Christian Legal Aid Program in suburban Washington, D.C. since 2015. He's done that. And he also, because he, you know, needs more things to do, Dennis. We know a lot of times that we have people on the show who, <laughs> yeah, man. who just do so many things. Uh, this is another example. He works part-time for Gammon and Gammon, a law firm, serving churches, ministries, and other nonprofit organizations. Again, thanks to both of you for being here today and for talking about Christian Legal Society. Now, uh, it doesn't take much to, to look in the news and to hear there's a lot of legal things going on in the world that we have and a lot of things with Christians going on in the world we have. And, yeah. and you both have the opportunity to kind of push these both together. And so, Lakita, I want to start with you. How did Christian Legal Society get its start? Um, and as it, you talk about that, talk about how it even sort of unites Christians in a legal community. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having us here. We're excited to be here. Um, it's funny that you worded the question the way that you did, because um, that's exactly what how Christian Legal Society got started, mm. to unite Christians in the legal community. Think about back in the day when... Um, I say back in the day, let me clarify, because the listeners can't see me, but, uh, you know, say the late 50s or the 60s, how would you find another Christian attorney? I myself as a Christian attorney, Ken Liu is a Christian attorney. How would we find each other if we didn't live in the same community? So we have in the Christian, uh, in the legal community, we have what's called the American Bar Association. So a couple of attorneys were at American Bar Association meeting and was just super excited to find they both were in the faith. And they're just like, oh, wow, we should, you know, kind of have some community time together regularly. So um, they came together for a couple more years. I would imagine they probably prayed about it at some point or maybe had prayer together. Um, And they formed the Christian Legal Society in uh, Chicago and what we call today attorney ministries chapter, Mm. which is, you know, kind of where I come in as director of attorney ministries chapter. We have over 50 uh, attorney ministries chapters where attorneys uh, in the Christian community come together on a regular basis. So that's how we came together. And that's how we continue to unite Christians uh, in the legal community. Yeah. And I think all of us who have uh, jobs out in the real world, whether we call the real world, a pastor world, a legal world, a (laughs) teaching world, or many other things, we are so excited when we find other people who are called into a profession, but yeah. more importantly, called to live out the call of Jesus our life through that profession. And, and sometimes there are particular, I would like to say, occupations. They may find that more challenging to do than others. I'm not here to say the legal occupation is more challenging than others, but it strikes me as it could be a challenging right. <laughs> place to find community and to live out Christ in that way. And so it's, it's exciting that Christian Legal Society um, does this. And so for someone who just may be coming into this idea, mm-hmm. maybe they never heard of it or they have a friend they want to refer, talk about some of the resources that CLS sure. offers, if you would. Sure, sure. So um, I'll, I'll give you the broad picture uh, because everyone's not an attorney, um, but we have a number of resources um, for pastors, for community leaders, for businesses, nonprofits, just the whole gamut 
Um, we have um, a referral directory online. If you're looking for a Christian lawyer, uh, make sure they're vetted by Christian Legal Society. <laughs> Just come online and you can drop down and find your state and find the practice area. Um, so lots of people are looking for attorneys. If you're having legal issues in your state, we have so many different legal issues going on today, whether it's mandatory vaccinations, mandatory masks, uh, LGBTQ. I mean, you just name it. There's so many different things that uh, people consider to be infringing upon their uh, religious liberties. Uh, so we have um, we have resources online for that. We have a job bank. If you're looking for a job, we have that online. We have our online gathering where we come together um, corporately uh, online to be able to learn and uh, be enhanced in the practice of our faith and the practice of law. And of course, we have our four ministries. Uh, so we have uh, Christian Legal Society is comprised of four ministries. Each one is overseen by a director who is an attorney like myself. I oversee as the director of attorney ministries. Those are our attorney chapters. We have a director of law student ministries. Those are all of our law student chapters all across the nation. Yeah. We have our Center for Law and Religious Freedom, which is overseen by Attorney Kim Colby. Uh, she deals with a lot of issues that infringe upon our American liberties. And last but certainly not least, we have Ken Liu, who's serving as director of our Christian Legal Aid. They serve the poor and the needy at our Christian legal clinics nationwide yeah. as well. Well, Lakita, yeah. it's almost like you set up my transition to ask Ken. So thanks for making my job <laughs> a little bit easier there. Absolutely. Uh, I'm always glad when someone does that. Ken, so let's go to that. She talked about you oversee the Christian Legal Aid Program. Um, at what point uh, does someone may think, hey, I need to engage this? What is it? And then, and then why would they need to engage it, maybe? Sure. So the Christian Legal Aid Program is a network of about 65 local Christian legal aid clinics around the country. Uh, each one of them are independent. We're, we're an association uh, and provide resources and support and uh, help for attorneys who want to start new legal aid clinics. And basically what the Christian legal aid clinics do is that when someone who is low income or in poverty mm -hmm. has a legal issue, they can come to one of these clinics and get either free or very reduced fee services. Yeah. And so I think all of us from time to time have found ourselves in need of some legal advice, right? And of course, you probably have friends and those sort of things. So you get the call when your friends need legal advice. Uh, I, I know as a pastor, I get the call. I, one of my best friends in the world, he's an attorney, and he'll often remind me he's a digital brands attorney. He is not this type <laughs> of attorney or this type of attorney or this type of attorney, which says that there are differing needs and different sort of specialties, so to speak, for people who find themselves in need. Ken, um, are they all the same type of attorneys? Like, for example, we mentioned Lakita earlier. She was a criminal prosecutor. Are the criminal uh, type of attorneys, defense attorneys, or what sort of... Uh, uh, legal help do these each one of the societies and chapters, so to speak, bring? Yeah, well, there are a few Christian legal aid programs that specialize in certain areas, for instance, serving immigrants or victims of domestic uh, violence or, or victims of human trafficking. Mm -hmm. uh, but the majority of our clinics are generalists, which means that they will see any kind of issues that walk in the door. Uh, but there are certain issues that low-income people tend to have more of, um, particularly housing, like disputes with their landlord or a bit getting evicted, um, estate planning issues, uh, government benefits like social security, um, uh, domestic violence is, is common, or just family law issues in general. Um, you, you know, uh, unfortunately, there is a, a breakdown of the family in our society. And 
there's so many low-income families where the uh, couples, whether they're still married or, or have been divorced, they fight over, um, you know, child custody issues, child visitation issues, and uh, need legal help to sort those issues out. Yeah, and I think you've basically given some great examples of some reasons if someone's listening to the show right now, whether live on WAVA or whether they're listening later on a podcast to maybe why they should seek aid from this program. But I kind of want to go beyond why they should seek aid, but also to kind of get over this next sort of hurdle, because there's this old statement, if it seems too good to be true, it usually is. Uh, and so someone actually donating their time and something that is as valuable as legal aid, something that is as important as legal aid, you know, a lot of people can think, well, that sounds good in theory, but they really aren't willing to help me. Lakita, can either one of you, why don't you sort of address that if they're hearing this and they have some trepidation, so to speak? Well, you want to go, Ken, or you want? You go. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, um, it does sound too good to be true because, of course, people have the, um, I guess, the preconceived notion that attorneys cost a lot of money. And we do because we have lots of loans and student debt. But <laughs> we also have what's called uh, pro bono legal requirements. Every attorney is licensed in a state and we have pro bono re- uh, requirements where we have to give back to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, you know, that's sometimes the motivation as to why we do it. But most of us, we just want to serve, you know. And, and so it just gives you that, um, I guess, that, I guess, uh a way to, I don't know how you want to word it, but a way to kind of um, decompress or remove from your regular life. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was a prosecutor, there was so, you know, so much going on that was really stressful. But when you give at a Christian legal aid clinic, it's just so different. It's just rewarding. I'm sure you can imagine as a pastor how rewarding it can be. Um, So some of us are there because we're getting our pro bono hours and we want to help. And then So it's not too good to be true. <laughs> well, I love how you said that. Well, especially when we're talking about the Christian aspect of it, you know, our call, the show called the good news for the city is to live out the gospel, live out the mm-hmm. good news that God has shown us through Jesus Christ. And, you know, Jesus said something actually pretty astounding when we look at it of all the people who could have came to this earth to be served, it would have been Jesus. Mm-hmm. But he said, mm-hmm. the son of man came not to be served, but to serve. And so one of the most Christ-like, Jesus-like things we can do is to serve others, and serving out of our giftings and serving out of our skills is is clearly even something mm-hmm. that's greater. It doesn't mean that you know if you want to do other things in your skills, that's not good. But using those things is is great. Now, uh, give us you know for someone who's like, oh, okay, great, great. Can you, we love stories on this show, mm-hmm. uh, a success story, uh, maybe some something that's happened. They say, ah, some person came in, they had this issue, we were able to help them, and we resolved it for them. Sure. Well, uh, I'd like to mention Christian Legal Aid of D.C., which Mm -hmm. is the the program in our network that serves the residents of D.C. Um, They were just an absolutely wonderful program. Um, They told me about a client recently. He was a father of three and a wonderful father figure to others in his community. When he was younger, he studied criminal justice. Um, but unfortunately, he had some arrests uh, from his younger days mm-hmm. that uh, for which he was not found guilty, uh, but yet those arrests stayed in his record for many years. And he wanted to pursue a career in law enforcement, but every time he tried, uh, his back, prior arrest record kept coming up and prevented him from uh, getting a job. And so he tried to, to clear that record, um, but he was unable to do it by himself. And finally, he came to Christian Legal Aid of D.C., and they were able to uh, clear his record. 
so that he was free then to get a job in law enforcement, which he felt was his calling. And he yeah. said to them that his life felt like it was reborn because he was able to be a productive citizen again and fulfill the calling that he was called to. And he gives all the credit to Christian Legal Aid of DC and to God for giving him that second chance at life. Yeah, wow. that's, that's a great story. Thanks for sharing that because I think uh, many of us have found ourselves in situations that we look at and we say, I, I, don't, I don't know how to change this. This isn't something that is fair or right, but it's what's been assigned and I need help. And so CLA came along and helped that. Now, Lakita, um, you know, we say that you work a lot with membership and you provide support to the attorney chapters nationwide. Uh, what are some of the ways that you do support uh, the attorneys uh, that are out there and that you work with in your group? Yeah, sure. So um, I go around a lot of us, actually our whole staff, we have a speakers bureau. We go around and we speak to our different attorney chapters, our legal aid clinics, um, and whoever actually calls, I'm going to a college on tomorrow, a little small college called Patrick Henry, and they're having a worship service and they asked me to Percival, speak. Percival, so. not too far from where I live out here in Ashburn. I know exactly yeah. where Yeah. 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 So our, our goal at Christian Legal Society is to really educate as well, you know? So there's opportunities for us to encourage and equip not only attorneys, but law students, college students, the pastors, the congregations. Um, and so we provide our Speakers Bureau as one of the resources we have our national conference, which is held once a year, and we provide continuing legal education. I've mentioned earlier that attorneys are required for pro bono hours. They're also required to do continuing legal education. So we try to provide that to our membership. Um, we also provide publications. We have uh, two publications in-house. Um, we have the Christian Lawyer Magazine, which is a magazine that is provided to our membership base. That we talk about different themes, like the upcoming theme is religious freedom. That's a really hot topic mm -hmm. um, in 2021, probably any year coming from now. <laughs> um, and we have the uh, journal, which is a more scholarly publication um, that is more kind of academia uh, focused um, that we provide to our membership. We have, uh, like I said earlier, we have our online gathering. We have our job bank. A lot of the law firms want to post their jobs um, to recruit other Christians in the community to come and mm -hmm. work for them. Um, and then we have our regional conferences where attorneys come together in their communities to be able to fellowship with other attorneys. Um, so, for example, in the Northeast, you'll have attorneys from New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts. They are all coming together for a time of fellowship, a time of worship, a time of rejuvenation um, and a time to be equipped in the law. So yeah. we're constantly working with our, our members to provide uh, resources so that we can continue to keep the community in the fellowship. And one of the things you just mentioned for, for our listeners, you talked about conferences, obviously you mentioned the upcoming national conference. I want to take a moment to promote that. That's October 28th to 31st of this year, yes. uh, the National mm -hmm. Conference for Law Student Convention Legal Aid Summit. Um, to find out just about Christian Legal Society, you can go to clsnet.org to find out specifically about that conference. And Dennis will remind us about this at the end of our show today. You can go to clsconference.org, but don't go there right now. We got a few more things we want to uh, just ask uh, of our listeners, you know, um, there are people all along the, this, this legal, I would just say, uh, path. Some people thinking about it, some want to be an attorney, some mm -hmm. people preparing for it, some people actually are. We think specifically about law students and how they're, as you mentioned, investing a lot of financial resources, a lot of time. Do you have anything that supports them? Oh, sure. Absolutely. You know, our law students are so important to us. Uh, we are on over 100 
law, law school campuses across the nation, um, and those students come together. They, it's student-led, student-run. And matter of fact, that's how I was introduced to um, Christian Legal Society when I was at Georgetown Law School working before I went to law school. Um, so they're on a lots of different campuses, over 100, as I mentioned. They come together for their Bible studies. They come together to hear from other attorneys about the practice of law and what career choices they've made. Um, and so we have our law student ministries uh, chapters we have a fellows program that we have began a couple years ago. And so our fellows come together there. Uh, they apply to the program and they mm-hmm. come for a week to learn from other practitioners. Um, and so we have a host of different things. We have our director of law student ministries. He has a forum that he's put together for the students to come together uh, to read and to share and to create community. So we are constantly engaging our law students. Yeah. And so what are some other things? I mean, obviously, we've talked about uh, Christian Legal Aid, a section we've talked about uh, conferences and those sort of things. As you think about the large umbrella of it as CLS, that you feel like that other ways to support the ministry of legal, uh, that didn't say that well, but of living out uh, the, the mm-hmm. law and practicing mm-hmm. the law. Those are the words I'm searching for. It's amazing that sometimes I'm on the radio when I can't find words, uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, practicing the law or needing legal help. Talk to us about some of those other things. Sure. So go ahead, Ken. Yeah. Hey, you know, um, back when I was in law school, there was always the joke that a Christian lawyer is an oxymoron. You know, how can a a Christian go into the profession of law? But the law really is a noble profession. um, And God cares about justice. Uh, For instance, in Isaiah uh, 117, It says, learn to do right, seek justice, defend the oppressed, take up the cause of the fatherless, and plead the case of the widow. There's so much good that lawyers can do. Uh, You know, we're not just ambulance chasers or, you know, trying to get rich, but there are a lot of great lawyers out there doing good, but but we need more. Um, The D.C. area uh, probably has one of the highest concentrations of lawyers in the world, um, you, you know, and, and so it's for all you listeners out there, if you're a lawyer, uh, I, I would encourage you to please uh, get involved in Christian Legal Society, first of all, just to uh, fellowship with other believers and grow in your faith, but then please also use your talents and skills that God has given you to serve those who can't afford legal services, because there are just so many people, low-income, who facing desperate life situations that have legal components and, and, and can't find any affordable help. And, and for those of you listeners who are not lawyers, if you could please, mm-hmm. um, you know, just mention the ministry of Christian legal aid to your, your lawyers in your church. Um, you know, may, they might not even realize the extent of, of the problem of legal aid and, and failure to, to meet the justice in the United States. And I'll just... If I can, Pastor Brian, I've just put in a little plug for our Center for Law and Religious Freedom, too, because, you know, you may not be out there as a listener, as an attorney, but maybe you attend a church um, or maybe you are a pastor or maybe you are starting a business. We do have resources on our website for people who are, you know, Christian organizations. And it's called, um, let me see, Religious Freedom Guidance. So there's a guide that we have created for churches, for Christian schools, for colleges, and for a nonprofit organization. So take a look at our website. We provide resources to a number of people. Yeah. Well, to both of you, thank you for giving of your time today, especially talking to our audience of people listening about how they can personally get involved or if they know someone 
to mm -hmm. get connected into helping others, or if they themselves need some help, right. they could connect in in that way. Um, you reminded me, Ken, earlier on um, that uh, Micah tells us, he has shown us, oh man, what we're already supposed to do, to do mm -hmm. justice, love mercy and walk humbly. And thanks for your part for Christian Legal Society in living out the part of doing justice. Dennis, another time that we gather together, hearing about the good news of the gospel and how it's played out, not just in words, but in actions. Thank you guys Amen. so much. Thank you all. God bless you. Ken, Lakita, thank you so very much. Folks, let me just remind you of a couple of things again. If you want to get in touch with uh, these good folks, with Lakita and Ken, you can always go to clsnet.org. That's clsnet.org. And they've got a conference coming up October 28th through the 31st, uh, National Conference Law Student Convention and Legal Aid Summit. You can find out more about that with clsconference.org. That's clsconference.org. Hey, you can always go to, to uh, goodnewsforthecity.com, listen to this again, get the information, but reach out to these folks. They're doing, I loved how Ken said it, law is a noble profession, you know, and, and, and just good folk, God's people serving God's people. So thank you both. God bless you. We appreciate you folks. Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. The gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.